presence of the Father and into the presence of Jesus. So just take a few minutes um, by yourself and just invite the Holy Spirit to come. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, it's all about you. As we say, you are our portion. And you are our protector. And you love us. Even though we may not be worthy of receiving it, you love us anyway. You can't help it. So, Lord, we just uh, present ourselves to you. And we just say, Lord, today, have your way with us. Holy Spirit, fill us and empower us. And I just pray the blood of Jesus over each one. And I just pray the peace of Jesus would rest upon each one of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, today, first of all, I'm going to say to you, good morning. Now, that is a salutation. I think that's what the word for it. But it's more than that, because today, this morning, is going to be a good, good morning. We have um, six people who will be sharing today. Um, Danielle and Aliva and Connie and Debbie and Eric and myself will be sharing today. And what I have to say is really not all that important. But what they have to say is really, is really going to touch us. I have great expectation and anticipation. Am I coming through okay? And today, I'm going to declare today that today is breakthrough. And it's also breakout. If you come today and you feel like you're being oppressed or attacked or you're under under um, any type of influence that is not good, today is change day. Today is breakout. Today is breakthrough. And I expect that when you leave here today, you will leave differently from when you came in. <clears throat> now, the, the, the four women who are sharing, I don't have a clue what they're sharing about. And I love that. I love that because they're sharing from what's come to them from the Holy Spirit. And when we hear that, it's going to move us incredibly well. So that David just mentioned that we're we're going to starting tomorrow, we're going to have a week of prayer and fasting. It'll be held at the church office, as most of you know, uh, a morning session and an evening session. For each session there will be a communion table. And that'll be a personal corporate, it's a personal communion table, where you go to the table as the Lord leads and let the Holy Spirit give you the elements. And it could be life-changing for us. Okay? Um, I also suggest, just some practical points, I also suggest that you bring a journal or paper and pencil, because the Lord's going to speak is going to speak to each one of us. And you want to write it down because you'll want to look at it time and time again. 
also, let me just say that this time is a personal time. It's not, it's not a personal prayer ministry time. It's a time for us each to personally interact with the Lord. Okay? If something comes up while that happens and you feel like you need some ministry, then we're going to suggest that you contact Kelly, who's the, the facilitator and leader of the listening prayer ministry. Do you all know who Kelly is? Kelly, stand up. This is Kelly here. Any time you spend with Kelly and, and any of her team is well worth spending that time. It's very, very good. So this, this whole next week that's coming up, um, this time of prayer and fasting, was really was initiated uh, by our intercession group, who are continually going before Jesus, seeking his face and direction. And they have a keen sense for this particular time, that Jesus wants us to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. This is not a shallow surface thing. This is going deeper. As we as we sang today in that song, go deep, go deep. He's inviting us to come and do that. And um, the, the two key words that they received, the intercession team, received was preparation and consecration. So that will be the focus during this coming week. Consecration personally, corporately, and preparation for each one of us. And in a few minutes, I'm going to call up Danielle, Alita, and Connie, who are members of our intercession ministry team, to share how Jesus has given them the direction for this time of prayer and fasting. But before I do that, I just want to make a couple of comments on the real value of the intercession ministry. Okay? We are very fortunate in this body that we have dedicated intercessors who meet weekly to pray for us as a body and for us as individuals as the Lord needs. They, and I, and I say this very seriously, they are the foundation upon which this church is built. They are the foundation. Think about that. They are the foundation. You can't build without a foundation. Jesus said it's like building a house on the sand. It doesn't work. I won't go into details about the individuals, but I should say, and I would say, that we must be very, very grateful and thankful for the ministry that they provide and their commitment to us. I just read the other day, I'm not too sure who, where I read it or, or my memory is very good. It just doesn't last too long. But um, I read that this, this particular phrase, much prayer leads to much power. No prayer, of course, no power. We stand behind and support our intercessors who are leading us in much prayer that is the catalyst for much power. And we are very grateful for that. Thank you so much. So, Danielle, why don't you come up and, and 
share with us. Whenever I, whenever the Lord asks me to speak, it's way beyond my comfort zone. So probably my voice is going to start shaking in a bit. So just I have to push through. So um, I just want to give you a little bit of history how this week came about. Um, it definitely wasn't our idea. We gathered together uh, a group of people in early December. And we asked Jesus, is this something that's on your heart? And we listened, and everyone in the group had the answer, absolutely yes. So he is going to be there big time. He spoke many encouraging words to us. Um, The one that really hit my heart was what Kelly heard when he said, Seek me, seek my face, seek my presence, and be with me. And when he when she repeated what the Lord had said to her, the words, be with me, really stuck out in my mind. It reminded me of the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus brought his friends and he said, be with me, right? And we know what happened there. And it's, it's a serious invitation. It really, really is. He, he wants us there. And like Jim said, it's, going to be a time of consecration and preparation for what is to come. And he gave us a bunch of scriptures to confirm what he was saying in that. So in the next weeks, as we prayed, we felt his invitation was to go deeper with him and ask for one-on-one encounters and personal breakthroughs. In early January, I'm always excited to see what the mature prophets are saying about the year ahead. So I was reading about 2020, and there was a very common theme through all of them that I was reading about. But a couple of them said things that I felt were encouraging to us as a body. One prophetic man said, take the first month of the year into his presence. Ask for a fresh cleansing a fresh anointing, and get ready to enter a new era of the greatest outpouring the world has ever seen. And he said, it's not a year of the greatest outpouring, it's an era. We're coming into something really, really important. Reminded me of what what was spoken in Acts chapter 2. And if I have more time, we could look at all the scriptures, but... The other prophetic word that I thought was really important is that we are in a crossover time. So when Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years of testing and trials, and then the Lord told Joshua, take them over, take them into the promised land. And he said, oh, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the verse in a second. Um, So there were two million people, I I read, and they were moving from the desert into the promised land. And in the same way, this prophetic man said, we are crossing over from the time of promises given, personally and corporately, and and revelation, personally and corporately, into a time of promises fulfilled, and revelation fulfilled. For example, in the past, um, we have been told by prophetic 
there is going to be a one billion soul harvest. And it's going to be mostly young people. We're already seeing it. We're already seeing it. If you keep up with the news, I, I subscribe to breaking Christian news myself. I try to get Christian news, not the other stuff, as much as I can. Um, there is a great harvest coming all over the world. It has already started. Another prophetic word that was given, another revelation, was that stadiums would be filled with people not watching sports, but worshiping the Lord. That's already started. It's kept happening right now. Yesterday I was live streaming a stadium event at the Sun Devil Stadium in Phoenix, Arizona. And there were thousands of young people there, and all ages, of course. Um, and Kanye West was there with his Sunday service. And uh, it's pretty amazing. God's surprising all of us with what he's doing, right? Another prophecy was that there would be a nameless, faceless generation rising up. They, did, they would not care if anybody knew their name as long as they knew the name of Jesus. And last week, I was worshiping with YouTube with a worship leader from California, and he told this story. He said he was in Switzerland, which apparently is the most not Christian nation in Europe. And the Lord said to him, I want you to go and play your guitar in a public place, I'm not sure where it was, and just worship me. And so, because he hears God's voice, he's consecrated to him. He went, and a group started to form around him, and it got bigger and bigger. And then he just worshiped. And then the Lord said to him, I'm releasing healing now. So he said, all right, if there's anybody here who needs healing in their bodies, in their minds, in their spirits, in their emotions, put up your hand. And he said, all kinds of people put up their hands. And then he said, okay, if there's any followers of Christ here, I want you to go and stand beside each one and don't pray. He said, we're going to sing the name of Jesus over each one. And as they sang just the name of Jesus, people started to get healed. And he said it just erupted in joy. There were people running around healed. There were people weeping and laughing. And it was amazing. It was amazing. So it's not just the big prophetic words that we've had that are coming true, but it's personal ones as well. And some of you are already sensing that too. You know your calling. You're stepping into your calling. You're moving out. You're, you've crossed over because some people have already crossed over. And some of us are waiting to cross over. But God's not going to leave anybody behind. Right? We're not going to be left behind unless we choose that. We are so blessed to live in this time of history. We are so, so blessed. We're going to see amazing things. So it was interesting to us as a, a prayer group that um, when we were asking the Lord, one of the scriptures he gave us was Joshua 3, verse 5. 
So this was as Joshua was about to lead the people across the Jordan. And he, the Lord commanded Joshua, he said, to tell his people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. So their part, remember with God, it's always a partnership. We do our part. He does the impossible part. Right? We do what's possible. So with the Israelites, to consecrate themselves meant to bathe, which was quite rare in the wilderness, because there's no water, and to put on fresh clothes. And it was to symbol, an out, it was an outward symbol of what was in their hearts, right? And his part then was to do the amazing things. And if you have a chance to read the book of Joshua, read that. It's pretty, pretty incredible. It didn't mean that everything was going to be easy, right? But God was with them. The word to consecrate usually would happen from the Lord when he was about to do amazing things. Like when he was about to bring, out, bring down the Ten Commandments to Moses. He said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them. Wash their garments and be ready. And that's one word that we've been feeling. Be ready. Let's get ready. So next week, we want to consecrate ourselves during the time of prayer and fasting and get ready. Because we've never been this way before. Just as Joshua was leading the people, they had never been that way before. So they needed to be close to the Lord. So our part next week is to consecrate ourselves, and I'll explain that a bit in a minute. And his part is to do amazing things through us. Because that's what he does, right? He does things through us. So with that worship leader, he did amazing things, and it was God, no doubt, but he did it through worship leader. So what might consecration mean for us? It means a drawing near, a being set apart, being different from the world around us, a pulling away from sin and self-centeredness. It means a realignment of our wills with His will. Sometimes our wills are really strong and we don't want to let go of things. But it would be really wise if we could do that. Often consecration means holiness. But it's not the kind that comes from our striving to perform righteous acts. It's the kind of holiness that comes from soaking in His presence and really important yielding to the presence of the Spirit of Holiness. Because Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Holiness. He will do it in us. We just say yes. We yield to Him. So as we immerse ourselves in the presence, He transforms us from the inside out. And He empowers us to do whatever He asks us to do. So that's part of it too. We want to be able to hear and obey instantly. Because that that saying, delayed obedience is disobedience, I've learned from personal experience it's actually quite true. Because if you don't obey when he says to do something, 
it's like the anointing's not there when you do it later. Like on your timing, not his. So I like the Passion Translation about what John the Baptist said. He said, prepare your hearts for the coming of the Lord and clear a straight path inside your hearts for him. Clear a straight path inside your hearts for him. So I'm just going to close with an amazing dream that I had. It was the most incredible dream I've ever had, and it's one of those things that you can't really explain it properly because you're just so filled with what it was. And it was just a really simple dream. I was in a public place out there, and there were a lot of people milling around. And every time, every time someone stepped into my atmosphere, they were healed. And I was so filled with joy and peace and love and wisdom and power, and it was indescribable, but then I thought, that was you, Jesus, but then he 